words are hard. <laughs> Episode 30 of the Anchor Me Farm podcast. Wow. 30 of these. 30. Holy and moly. We still don't really know what we're doing. No. And we don't really have a huge fan base, but we're still chucking along. We have singles of people. We have single digits. Sometimes yeah. double digits. There's that. <laughs> Let us know if you're listening because we'd love to know. <laughs> it's probably one weird obsessed person with like seven <laughs> bot accounts or something. Yeah. Uh, listening from like five different devices. Who knows? It, it's weird because when you see people who dump a bunch of money into their podcast, they'll start posting to YouTube and you'll see video of the person in front of a podcast microphone. And which is kind of weird to me because I guess there's value in seeing the video, but I don't know why, why have a podcast if you're going to do a video, but you see all these shows like we're watching murders in the building and they're all popular and stuff or yeah, everything goes viral on the internet. Yeah, everything always so fast on the TVs, but TV not shows, in real life. yeah, in TV land, everything <laughs> always gets immediately famous. Yeah. No one ever screams it. They'll occasionally make a joke about a side character who has a podcast as a throwaway joke. But if you're the main character of the show, you put in minimal effort and you get immediately famous. Unless we talk about murder, which we're not really capable of doing that right now. But I mean, it, we don't live in a it's big... possible someday. <laughs> <laughs> the way things are going. But only one of us would be doing the podcast. <laughs> yeah. The other one would be in jail. Although you could probably no. In that case, the, the I would I would hope the person in if you're doing the podcast, you'd have to get away with it. Other unless I'm a zombie or something. Well, no, I wouldn't be murdering you. It'd be someone else, and then I go to jail for it, and then we'd have to do the podcast in jail. Oh, those Zoom calls would cost so much. Yeah. They charge so much per minute. And then they'd be, you know. I'd have to get you a fancy lawyer for when you fight somebody in the cafeteria or whatever they have. Which you can't afford. Yeah, it would be a mess. I would not be. All right, so. Anyway. We've, we've thought about it. Turns out murder, murder is inconvenient. It's not going to work for us. And who would take care of the animals? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. So. It would be somebody from somebody ordering something and. Asking for something unreasonable, that would be oh the... Oh, my gosh. So, today's topic is... <laughs> it's good and bad. We, it's, the, it's the cheese festival that we did last week, and it's just small business small, stuff. Small business quarries, if you will. Quarries? Is that the word? I don't know. Quarries? Quarries for questions? I guess a quarry is a rock thing. It's a it? place where you dig rocks out yeah, of the ground. Yeah, that's not the right word. <laughs> Fred Flintstone worked in a quarry. <laughs> And the guy, the husband there. from the middle, he worked in a quarry. That's right. Yeah. Maybe that's where it... So, not but a quarry is a question. Not in quarry. Like, uh, when you are like, uh, what are the words? Uh, words are hard. Dang it. We'll come back to it. Yeah. It'll come back around. Mishaps and miseries, maybe. Miseries is the best word. Okay. Just a quick note while editing. I think she meant the word quarrels, as in arguments. Okay, back to the podcast. So Small let's start with the miseries. <laughs> let's start with the good stuff. Uh, last week was the cheese festival. It's this thing in Pittsfield, Maine. Happens every year. Pittsfield. I'm sorry if you live there, but what a name. Where do you live? Pittsfield. The, okay. Next to the big historic. <laughs> Pit of Maine. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why they call it Pittsfield. I don't know why. But it's probably some historical thing. It's, it actually, I, well, I've driven through it <laughs> just to get to the Cheese Festival to drop her off, but it, it seems like a nice little town. I, yeah, it's I just, a cute little town. It's got a little shops. We're just being unreasonably but, mean to it for yeah, no reason. It's that day. It's that kind of a day. <laughs> so basically, it's this big cheese festival, bunch of cheese vendors. There's also other vendors and uh, some food trucks that pull up. It's a big to-do. So this is the third year we've done it. We got into it 
the first year just by mistake because they needed more vendors. And we're like, well, okay, we'll Which try Which is weird because you make bread, you don't make cheese, but you love yeah. cheese. I love cheese, even though it does not love me. Um, so I'm like, okay, why not? It's about 48 minutes from us, which isn't unreasonable. I mean, he has to drop me off and then go back because it's one of those things where it's better if I'm doing it. I set it up the way I want. And stuff Plus, she's, like she's going to be there all day. Yeah, so. it's an all-day event. Like, the first two years we did it, it was two sessions. It started at 11, and then the first session ended at, like, uh, I'd say two, and then the second session was three to six or some something like that. I don't remember exactly, but it was a very long day, and you basically buy your tickets ahead of time and then come down and... There's always samples, you get a little goodie bag when you come in, and then you buy all of the things. There's like, obviously cheese, because Maine makes the best cheese, and there's a couple of different vendors, like me, I do the gluten-free vegan stuff, which surprisingly, a lot of vegan people go to a cheese festival. Weird, yeah. Sure. We can only guess that it's like <laughs> your spouse wants to go to the cheese festival and eat all the cheese, but maybe you can't have a cheese or maybe you're a vegan. Or you want something to do on a Sunday afternoon. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's not like there's a lot of other stuff going on in Maine on that day. So, yeah, maybe if you're a vegan, maybe you still want to go to the thing. You want to do something and hopefully there's something you can do. There's also a beer tent, which... Provides a lot of cideries in the area participate, which is awesome for me because I think the first year I didn't even realize there was that. But the second year I'm like, well, during that break, let me go check it out. And you buy tickets to go in. They check your ID and all that stuff. And you buy tickets for samples. I'm like, well, I don't know if there's anything I can drink, so let me try... Just like a couple of tickets just in case. And then it turned out there were all these ciders. One in particular. Oh crap. I don't know the name of it. So we stopped recording and went and got the names. Yes. So <laughs> the cidery that I really like, which incidentally is only like a half hour from us and we should go visit, is I'm not going to say it right. Absolem A B. S-O-L-E-M. Absalom. Cider Company. They make delicious ciders. And then a new one that was there this year was Stone Tree Cidery, which we actually went to for your birthday. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah. But they didn't have cider there because they haven't been able to bottle it yet. But they had wine, and I'm not really a wine drinker, so there's that. And then Ricker Hill, which... I absolutely love as well was there so I was very excited so yeah that was this year that was this year this year Ricker Hill was there so basically she used to go during the break yeah. uh, because well, I last would year, but. yeah I would drop her off uh, I would do my morning chores and I had a little extra time because we didn't have to leave quite as early it starts at 11 so starts at 11 so we had to be set up by like 10 so leave by nine. Leave by nine. It takes us like an hour. So yeah. Yeah. So basically, I, it's like a, a typical day at work for me. But instead of rushing off to a delivery, I clean a little bit more of the houses, and then I take her there. Last year, I forgot to bring tables. <laughs> yeah. So uh, here's the deal. The first year we had our own tent. We were set aside. So the options were you could spend so much and bring your own tent, tables, set up, whatever, and you have your car behind you like a regular farmer's market. Or they make this big tent in the middle of the field where you pay, I think it's $10 extra. So you don't have to bring your own tent. You just got to bring the tables and your setup. Right. And, I mean, obviously... And some events have tables already, and some don't. 
This one does not. Yeah. And when we first started doing the cheese festival, we were doing farmers markets all over the place. And then did had we stopped doing farmers markets last year? No, we were still we're doing, still doing Waterville and Belfast. So I just completely spaced and forgot to pack the tables and luckily they and had even some even though I told them to pack the oh, tables. Oh yeah, yeah, it was complete. <laughs> We got all the way there. We actually got all the way there before we found out that I had screwed that up. So yeah. it was panic mode. And <laughs> I because was so mad. The, yeah. But it worked out fine. So this year, uh, we were extra worried because we're not doing farmer's markets anymore. And that muscle memory is gone. And we're terrified that, like last time we did, did an event, we didn't remember how to do Right. Things. We forgot our sign and stuff. So... So I this time was, we were paranoid. We're like, we're totally going to remember. It was a couple of days before when I actually had a couple of moments of time. I think it was like that Thursday or Friday. I set, a set, set aside some time and I gathered all the stuff I'd need. So I put all the stuff, like the tables and sign in the garage. And then in the farm shop, I put all the stuff we were going to bring as a display type thing. Uh, so it was all packed so, up ahead of yeah. time when nobody was in a state of panic or rush. It was yeah. in the morning, you're trying to get all your chores, you're in a hurry. And, and she's baking all morning, so yeah, she's like super happened. busy. So that morning, I, I like I think might have been before I even let the animals out, I put the tables and the sign in the car um, just to make absolutely sure <laughs> I couldn't possibly forget them. And so we we end up getting out. Uh, a little bit later than we intended, but, of course, I but mean. within a time, and I got her there, and just being in the, in the big, big tent, not having to set up all your own tent, it's a huge time saver. You just put the tables up, and yeah, it's so much easier. And it was one session this year; it was like eleven to six, which is still a little too long. And the weather was iffy because it was predicted rain all day. And so you don't know how much to make, obviously. Are people going to show up because it's raining? But it's been raining all summer, so are people used to the rain? I mean, it's... I mean, so the, for a baker, the, the two scenarios that are scary for a baker is you make a whole bunch and then nobody shows up and you have all this food waste. Yeah. Or you don't make enough. You make like less because you're scared of the weather and then everybody shows up and you miss out on a lot of sales. So those are the two you're trying to balance that and try to figure out how to find the sweet spot between them. And it's hard because last year I did a lot of breads. I did like little artisan loaves and baguettes and stuff and they didn't sell as well as I thought they would. And then this year I did mostly sweets and obviously those always sell, but people wanted more bread because there was just me and Hootenanny. Again, I should contact Hootenanny. <laughs> Derek, yes. And it's on the schedule, but obviously we're so, so busy and I'm sure they're so busy. So it's in the works. We're, I'm going to contact people, I promise. So people were wanting more bread products and there's, and then people wanted more signage for vegan stuff because I was the only one who had the vegan stuff. And it's, I mean, it's complicated. Because, I mean... We kind of fell into the vegan thing because we're, <laughs> we're cheese lovers, right? Kara's a vegetarian and she's gluten-free <laughs> and she goes easy on some things because she's lactose intolerant. So she would get like Cabot cheese because it was lactose-free. And then... As soon as people find out you're gluten-free, they for some reason they think that you, you do all other allergies and they start making all kind well, of demands. Here's the deal. Usually, along with celiac or having a gluten intolerance, you also have a dairy intolerance. Yeah. So it's some kind people of just... a double whammy and it happens and I totally get it. So... But people also come at us with every other allergy oh, in the world. Oh, sugar-free and... And so a lot of them are I completely mean, important, like peanuts and stuff. Yeah. And then some of them are like, did you just read that on Facebook yesterday? Like, or, why? or just some of it's weird. 
it's like dairy free, vegan, which again, dairy free and vegan are the same things, just so you know. Vegan is one step further. Vegan is no right, if it's... byproducts, which means no egg, no honey, no anything that has to do with an animal. So, so basically, if it is <laughs> vegan, it is also dairy-free. Yes. Right? Dairy-free doesn't mean uh, vegan because uh, like eggs are dairy-free. People think right? eggs so... are dairy, and they are not. Even though in some grocery stores, they might be in the dairy case. The eggs are not dairy. They do it's not contain many, milk. It's weird <laughs> how many people get this messed up. Like, yeah, do you know, do you know what else is dairy free? Sausage, <laughs> hamburger. You know, but vegan no. means no animal products. So basically, if it's vegan, your dairy free needs are covered. Yeah. Vegan is like all the way. You're cranking it's that like lever all, all the way. You're cranking that lever all the way to one side. <laughs> And, and yeah, there's some gluten-free people that have gone vegan just because, you know what, screw it. I'm tired of dealing with all this. I'm just going to like go vegan and then I won't eat anything that I won't eat anything that affects me. <laughs> I tried that so, for a day. It did not work out. Yeah, we love cheese too much. No, but, cheese is so good. But they come to us and they want vegan stuff. And Which some, I get, yeah. Some of Kara's stuff is already just and I do, happenstance. It's vegan. And I do vegan cheeses. Like I have the uncreamed cheese, and for this festival, I did the marinated faux feta. But those were on purpose. Those were. Well, yeah. I think your bagels just happen to be yeah. vegan. The bagels are just the way the recipe worked out are vegan, unless I put, you know, cheese on them. Which... But then, so it's like some things were vegan already, and then we got all the vegan customers, and then she intentionally started making vegan stuff like the yeah there's the, a lot of like the donut holes are always vegan the donuts can be vegan but most donuts are not vegan but so you gotta specify it's, and now we find out i never knew this before we started having ducks and chickens but there are people who are allergic to duck eggs or chicken eggs or chicken eggs one or the other and it's so and we kind of use both so if you have an allergy you need to specify because there are days where i use duck eggs there are days where i use chicken eggs it depends how many eggs we have of each basically and if i feel like measuring yeah because the the chicken <laughs> eggs are like a kind of a standard size so if a recipe calls for 3 eggs you just throw 3 chicken eggs in there yeah duck eggs are larger and it depends upon the kind of duck because we have big ducks and little ducks. Yeah. So, so I have to measure each one regardless. So. Yeah. And yeah. she's busy. Sometimes she doesn't want to fight it. So she just does chicken eggs. And if but, we have an abundance, like right now, the ducks aren't laying as much because weather changes and they're weird. I don't, I don't know why they're not laying, to be honest. I think it's the weather. And we haven't been duck farmers for all that long. Uh, <laughs> we're not experts on the egg laying. We haven't gone through a lot of years of it. No. So and, and a lot of our ducks are still too young to lay eggs, but the ones that should be laying... They're we, not. They're, um, they might be laying where we can't find them. That's always a thing. Which is ducks. why we're kind of, if the weather would let up, we could let Finia outside and put like a GoPro on her or something. And we're going to teach Scotland to get eggs because he brings eggshells inside. Yeah. So. Finia goes out and eats an egg out front, <laughs> cracks it, eats it, licks it clean. And then Scotland claims the empty shell as a trophy. Yeah. And, and brings it inside the house. And then chews it up into fragments in <laughs> just inside the front door. Yeah, on the little mat that we have for yeah, because we so. we've been trying to get a doggy door forever. We've talked about this, but we just leave the storm door a little bit open in the warmer months so the dogs can just come and go and stop bugging us. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Scotland, he's the kind of dog that'll find a big stick or a giant piece of bark, and or even just a, sometimes it's okay. Sometimes it's a big stuffed animal or like one of our toys that's bigger than him. And he, he will actually growl and bark if you don't acknowledge his trophy <laughs> that he got, that he dragged in. It's like, dude, that that is a stick. That is a large stick. Could, we need to put that back outside. <laughs> uh, toss it over the fence so he doesn't bring it right back. Well, no, we'll just throw it away so he doesn't bring it back in. Put put a lot of the stuff in the trash. Yeah. He finds like weird stuff, <laughs> <He> though. <does. laughs> I made the mistake of we had a stump back there of, of an old bush that we got rid of. 
and I dug it out a little bit and chainsawed it down so it was flush with the ground. And I didn't get rid of the little chunks of wood. Mistake. He brought them in. Anyway, we're off. We're off track, of now. course. My day is pretty basic on the Cheese Festival. I just take her, I, I drive back, and I do whatever things I can accomplish in the like four hours that I've got to myself. Like I'll clean up whatever I didn't get clean in the morning. And, and there's typically, I don't even remember what I did this year, but there were several little things I had meant to build or, or do. And I did that. And then we had joked before I even left. She's like, come pick me up at like 3.30. Another editor's note, uh, I'm saying that wrong. She wanted me to leave the house at 3.30 so I could be there at 4.30. So anyway, continue. Well, not and pick me can, up, but just come, come, come so I can Because she wanted shop. to, yeah. <laughs> She wanted to actually enjoy the festival a little bit. Come come back at like 3.30. I was like, okay, but you're going to... Are you sure it's 3? You're going to want me to come back at 2? You want, you want me to stay? I'll just stay. And uh, we joked about that. And then I had joked about her texting me at 2. And I'm walking around the farm doing stuff. And I get a text about 2.10 p.m. And she's like, you can come if you want. I was like, you're 10 minutes late. <laughs> I mean, it's hard. So the problem is... I'm not great with people. I'm not great with small talk. Like, I do my best, but there comes a point where I'm just like, I can't do anymore. And it's just... You were peopled out. It's overwhelming for me. Like, just being out out of the farm is a lot for me. Um, like, imagine a fuel tank, <laughs> and that fuel tank is her ability to do <laughs> social stuff with people. Yeah. And it can empty out. I may seem like perfectly normal to everyone, but inside I am a hot mess because right. so, I'm dealing with a lot. <laughs> so I was supposed to, I was supposed to leave the house at three thirty. Yeah. And then you started joking about it at two, and I think I wound up leaving at like three fifteen or something. Uh, but you said you could come if you want. You can come early if you want. All right. So I got there, and I sat down and. She left directly for the cider tent. And, I mean, I had to. And she stayed there for a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> she brought I, back some goodies, though. You, you get vendors in there that you don't see every day. Oh, yeah. So I talked about that. I'm not, I'm not going to pronounce your name right. I'm sorry. Absalom. Who? Absalom or whatever. Cidery. We'll and, find out. Yeah, we'll find out the correct pronunciation. I'll put a link in the description. We'll go visit them and let you know. And then you go to your cheese vendors. Like, I actually, because I did a lot of farmer's markets with some of these people, I actually have, I don't I guess they, we would call them friends, right? Yeah. Well, we don't we don't text friends. them and we don't yeah. hang out or watch movies together or anything. I mean, what do you consider friends these days? It's hard to I don't know. I don't even know. We we care about them, but we don't see them very often. We see them at events and stuff, and it's 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 completely because everybody lives far enough away from each other and everybody is working a farm, which is an incredible amount of time and labor. Or just Working to it's, pay yeah. bills. Or, yeah, because a lot of people have a farm and a job, like a day job. So nobody has time to go hang out. You get a lot of your social interaction and you make friends at the farmer's markets and events like this. Yeah. That's why I kind of miss doing a farmer's market. And we may touch on the fact of next year we may do one market. We'll... We'll play it by We'll ear, figure it out. We're going to try to find something that works for us. But, yeah, you build I mean, community through the farmer's market. Farmers don't have a lot of time. And when they have something that forces them to leave the house and spend four or five hours with other people, you end up making connections. And yeah. then you go to the cheese festival and you see people you know. And you go, hey, we know those people because of farmer's markets. It's like I actually hugged people on Sunday, which I haven't done except for family. And I don't even know how long. So, yeah. I mean, it's a good thing, but it's also a scary thing. And it's just like you make connections and there are good people out there. I mean, the cheese 
makers of Maine are, they work so hard. I mean, they got to take care of the animals and then make the cheese, which people always ask us if we make cheese because we have so many goats. And I'm like, no, they're all boys. But here's the thing. You have to, you have to breed the goats to keep the females going for the cheese. Yeah, you need milk, so they always so, have to have babies and production. So that's why we were, <laughs> we when we bought our goats, we bought them from farms that had to breed because they wanted to keep doing dairy, yeah. and so they have all these extra goats. And, they and if get they're boys, what are you going to do with them? I mean, right. So, because half most more than half the time they're boys. Because and word is spread across the entire <laughs> state of Maine that what do you do with them? You give them to Kara Crib. That's what you do. <laughs> Everyone's like, "Do you want these goats?" <laughs> you give them to Kara. That's what you do. And yeah, they have contacted her. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have. They do. They do check with her to see if she wants more. In a perfect world, I would take them all. The, the number of times right now, she has. <laughs> The number of times she has told people, my husband said I have to stop. There's been, oh my gosh. If In a perfect world, my fantasy is I have this huge house where I could have host events in inclement weather and have as many goats as I want and then have a separate section for sheep and then... I need a separate house for little piggies because we're on the search for little piggies. We're not. He denies it, but we are. We're not. In a perfect, perfect world, we would have an enclosure where the ducks and chickens could come out in bad weather as well, but have their own separate areas, and but still have we. Need, so for next year, hope if we get the nonprofit status for. Federal, I'm gonna apply for all these grants and hopefully raise some monies. So keep an eye out if you wanna help donate. We and then we could make the place nicer because the yeah. whole purpose of the nonprofit is people have to come here and. We need it nice and pretty, but yeah. we need a better building for our ducks because their building is falling apart and we have too many ducks for that building. And I've, we've talked about other stuff like I want to do landscaping and make and safety proof everything and, and because yeah. I want people to be able to walk around the property without worrying about trip hazards and all the stuff like that. So, so there's a lot to do. That's another episode yeah. right there. Just trip hazards, trip ha safety, safety stuff. The whole safety episode. stuff and our. To get back to the animals for a second, we got one of those Shelter Logic uh, shed in a box deals. It's like a metal framed, quasi temporary building that's the got tarp around it. The company is actually Shelter Logic. Yeah, so. that's the name of the company. So it it's basically a tarp, a heavy duty tarp around a metal frame, and it's meant to stay there. You anchor it in tight. I've been making a joke when I'm out at stores and things. When I tell people about that, it's like I, I couldn't get a wooden building because my wife would put animals in it. Everyone in the state of Maine laughs at that joke because everyone in the state of Maine, the, the way it works is the husband comes home and the wife has three more sheep. If I were three able more goats. to drive, we yeah. have so many more animals. It's, it's like I made the joke and people laugh and they're like, they're laughing too hard. It's not that funny. It's a, it's yeah. a, it's a, it happens. it's a slight chuckle kind of joke. It's not a, it's not that kind of joke, but it's just too real. It's it, a real. It's just <laughs> every, it, it happens all over Maine. There are, or any state, right? Really. And it's not even the wife necessarily because there are wives that got to watch out for their husbands because he'll bring something home. So it's not even a gender specific thing. No, it's not. So it's just, in, but but exactly. it tends to be. I think the only way to equalize it so that you don't destroy yourselves is one person has to be like no more animals, <laughs> and then the other person is like yes animals, and that tends to be the pairing. But meanwhile, he's showing me videos of these adorable little pigs. Or it was a baby pig on its back <laughs> snoring with a bunch of ducks I around mean, it. Come on. Surrounded by ducklings, baby ducks. Yeah. Every everybody in the video was a baby. Well, they grow up and 
but they're still cute. Or little donkeys, because we and still I only want miniature you, donkeys. I only showed you because that pig was snoring the way Dublin snores. Aberdeen snores louder she than does Dublin too. right now. <laughs> yeah, and unfortunately, when we're driving out to... Was it, it? Yeah, it was. It was uh, driving out to the cheese festival. We passed this farm that has miniature donkeys. No, it wasn't the cheese festival. Where was it? it was you were in the car. We were going. Was it? Or maybe it's towards Fairfield because we go there more often. It was somewhere we go more often. It was. It was bringing you back from the cheese festival because of the direction. The. It must be near Fairfield though. Yeah. Because yeah, it is. Uh, Basically, on the way back from, you know, Google Maps will give you different routes. Um, you don't necessarily go the same way to something as you come back. And I would come back and I, I, it happened last year, I think I passed this place. I couldn't remember it. And I know she loves miniature donkeys. So this time <laughs> I actually, on the way home, I stopped at the farm. I pulled over, took a picture of the sign so I'd have the name and everything. It just so happened when I went to pick her up and we we're driving home, we went that way again. And I pointed out to her, she's like, Oh, Oh, and she's fumbling for her phone. I was like, I already took a picture of the sign. I got it. I mean, come on. How is that not someone who wants more stuff? Come on. I don't, I, I think they're cute. I appreciate the animal. I don't no. want them here. Many donkeys are a good thing for a farm because they are like guardian dogs, only not dogs. So, and you have to hire a farrier. Is it a farrier? I don't know. What, what do you call it when you? I when haven't done all the. Basically, somebody's got to clip their hooves, and. Well, we do all the other hooves. No, I'm sure you can learn. No, I do goat <laughs> hooves. Goat hooves, sheep you can hooves. just. They have the same kind of well, feet. Look, goats and sheep have two, like the two-toed feet, and they've got like fingernails that come around mm -hmm. them, and you trim them right. Now, you don't have to trim them as much if the if their animals are running on rocks and stuff and they wear them out on their own. But if they don't wear them out very much, they overgrow and you got to trim them. But that's like trimming your like a fingernail. It's not a big deal, right? You get into like cow hooves or horse hooves, there's a whole entire trade Well, there's involved. people who do that. So yeah, we'll find a person. And... That's an extra bill. Well, we already got to find a sheep shearer to do these sheep. Yeah, but that's once a year. It is. There's only three of them right now. Right now. <laughs> right now. Well, we need a bigger building before we get more. So sheep, that's what's so. slowing her down. So we got to get so. more buildings to clear more land and stuff. But, but, but basically, the sheep are adorable, and we'll we'll go into more sheep details because there's actually, I mean, there's some information about sheep, but not like good information about sheep. To be it's crazy. It's as if nobody has sheep. It's like the same with goats. It's like the common sense stuff that no one wants to write about. And I feel like I need to start writing a book about stuff. I feel like the, the people who are on the internet writing articles are people who have time to do that. And the people who know about goats and sheep are too busy working with their goats and sheep. Oh, yeah. And Obviously. so they don't write articles on the internet. And I think that's the problem. Yeah. These so, books you buy in the store or on Amazon or wherever, not helpful whatsoever. I've gotten so many of them and I've read through them or skimmed through them because I don't have time to read them. And none of the stuff has been helpful, to be honest. And so you end up... So you Google it and there's nothing yeah. about... I read... So I Googled... I mean, the, we're totally off the subject right now. We're going to go back in a minute. But you Google sheep bums that are dirty, and there's not a whole lot of information until you get to, a, like, a blog. Be very careful Googling yeah. that phrase. <laughs> yeah, be careful because you, you never know what you'll you, get. Yeah, it's the Internet. So I mean, yeah. rule 34. <laughs> but, yeah, you, you basically – yeah, sheep and chickens. They end Chicken, up, yeah. as they poo, it gets caught up in their feathers for the chickens. And Especially if the weather is so yeah. crazy, like it has been in Maine. So now, tomorrow, we have to make time to clean our sheep's bums. So. Right, so the, their, their tail basically catches it because they've got so much wool because they've been bred to have this thick wool. 
And it's a maintenance thing you got to do. You got to clean yeah. it up. And it's easier or harder depending upon conditions. But if you don't clean it up, they could get infections and get hurt. So and get maggots and die. It's it's serious stuff. So it's crazy. First but of all, Kara always. <laughs> you always go to the death part. She always goes to death. She always is terrified. I mean, it's scary. It's like, oh my god, we gotta do this right now. So it, it, it we our our sheep are not about to die. Our sheep have a problem that in order for them to die, we would have to ignore the problem for a long time. Oh my okay? gosh. We've noticed the problem. We're going to fix it. Because and I look at everyone's butt. And they're going to be fine. But that's the thing. You have to. You have to yeah. check this stuff. All right. So it, we'll, it, we'll discuss that tomorrow. We'll do a whole episode on sheep. But but the, we're so far from the cheese oh festival. This is crazy. <laughs> but it's a farm podcast, right? Yeah. You want to hear about farms? Yeah. So, but small business as well. So, okay. Going back to small business and the cheese festival. So, the cheese festival is too long. I'm, I got to do a survey. So, this is the one event that I love doing because we make money. We make money doing it. I mean, we get exposure. People love us. They enjoy our products. We know people there. It's... Just a good event overall. The people are so nice. They're so accommodating. And I can't say enough good things about the Cheese Festival, to be it's honest. It's been a good experience every time. And even the criticisms that we have of it are just minor suggestions. Yeah, it's, that... it needs to be a little shorter because it dies off. It, like, 4 o'clock should be the cutoff. And uh, there, I have a survey i got to fill out. And I'll let them know and be like, everyone knows, 4 o'clock. People don't want to come out after 4 o'clock on September, October. I don't even know what month it is, to be honest. It's still September. It's still September. No one wants to come out that late. So it's a long day for everyone, especially people who have farms, because you got to deal with your animals. Everyone who makes cheese has animals. they got to put them to bed. And in September, the... Daylight hours are less, so by the time 6 o'clock rolls around and say you're an hour away from your house, it's dark by the time you get home. And if you don't have a significant other or employees or whatever have you, uh, your animals are out in the dark and could get, I mean, it's scary. This may sound odd if you're listening from... Further south, if you're listening in the in the United States, if you're in South Carolina, where I'm from, or if you're in Florida, you may think this is weird what we're talking about because the the winter is only the day is only slightly shorter in the winter for you. Yeah. Up here, it's very stark. It's a big difference. It is, and you you really you're bound to the sun, and there are animals out in the woods that need to eat, and you, I mean you can't blame them for it. They need to eat, but they're looking. And if they're determined, they could climb up. Some of them could climb a fence. Yeah, raccoons, foxes. Right. So the only thing you can do to protect Coyotes. is... Coyotes. I don't even know what else. It's different there. for different farms. <laughs> like people are way out in the boonies. They'll have guardian Fox. dogs and stuff. But uh, for us, the way we defend is we have, when it gets dark, they're inside a house. Yeah. And they're they're locked up and there's there's... So we fortify some... it as much as we can. So we do not want to be away from the house after dark with the animals outside. Yeah. It, it's scary, and we've lost a couple of ducks. And yeah, God and we change things. We, we fortify yeah. it more. We change it. We try to change what we're doing. But at the end of the day, you don't want any of them out after dark. And if you don't have staff or if... You're like me, where you need someone to drive you home, because I don't drive, and there's yeah. only two of you. It gets hard. It's like you need. I mean, you it's, gotta you gotta have people. Hard. You gotta have people run it. So it everybody's needs are different. Like this year, Coppertail Farm left the the cheese festival early because they had a they had to milk their goats at night. Yeah. 
And I mean, it happens. You I mean, you have to milk that goat. That's a biological process. She gets full. She's got to be milked. They'll explode or whatever. See, Kara I mean, always goes to the worst <laughs> possible. It's, I mean, they might not literally explode. She's but fine. They'll get they'll get sick if they the goat don't is milk okay milk. because they made plans <laughs> and they got home and they milked her and she's fine. Okay, these are. Coppertail Farm is experienced. They know what they're doing. <laughs> That's where we got a lot of our goats from. So <laughs> they're good people, but they were not like racing home <laughs> so their goats didn't explode. They were, they were, they're like, no, this is what we got to do. No, and everything <laughs> they took care of it, and everything was fine. Well, if you, <laughs> if you're a cheesemaker, you gotta make sure you have the milk, and if you have babies around, you gotta make sure they have food. So it's. That's why we will never be a dairy farm. First off, every day milking them every day. Yeah, I can't handle the milking my hands and. The but even time. even without that. Yeah. Every day. Every day you gotta milk them. Like, and no, thank you. No, it's a lot. We we raise our glass to those who choose to do it. And there's so many awesome cheesemakers out there. There doesn't need to be any more. So my goal is to make the best vegan cheese I can. And I feel like I've done that with the uncreamed cheese. And it's the pretty good. We, we don't buy hummus as often as we used to. No. The So the uncreamed cheese, if you don't know, like I came up with that name before it was in the grocery stores. I should have copyrighted it, but I did not. We, we don't even know what to say to a lawyer to uh, get that done. It's but too late it's now. It's trademarked. But, but, I mean. but I came... I've done this for a couple of years now. But anyway... It's an obvious name. Well, yeah. Because I also did the Uncrabby Cakes, which was on our food truck way right. ago. So, I mean, yeah. I kind of went around that path. Went with that path, I guess. But anyway, so it's 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 like it's a lot of it's cashews, right? Cashews you soak overnight, and then coconut cream, not coconut milk. Coconut milk is does not do the job as well. Um, and then whatever flavor, like I use all local stuff, so jalapenos I use from the garden, or if I buy local basil, any kind of flavor I put in there. Caramelized onions is delicious. All of the things. And you basically end up with this thing. And it's like a cream cheese, only better. Yeah, it, it's kind of <laughs> like, uh, imagine the hummus that you buy from the grocery store. It's that consistency where you dip a cracker into it or something. Yeah, you dip and veggies, crackers, you put it on a bagel, you put it on a sandwich. I mean, you can do anything with you it. You can use it. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, it we when I say we don't buy hummus as much, we used to buy hummus all the time, yeah. like all the time. We would constantly be dipping crackers in hummus, and there's uncreamed cheese now, so we just use that. No, and I can make hummus. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, but this stuff is better. I and mean, then yeah. and then she'll make well, she'll make sandwiches one night, and she'll spread that on it. Yeah, especially and the jalapeno is my favorite because it's a little spicy. And I know Maine, Mainers aren't keen on spice, but when you get those tourists, they're like, oh, yay. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> funny. It's like, it, I guess it's a cliche, right? Because Vermont and Maine are the whitest state. They're like, states. how spicy is it? I'm like, I do not take the seeds out. So, right. yeah. These are, Vermont and Maine are the whitest states. And yeah, people don't <laughs> want really hot, spicy stuff. But you meet the occasional person. And every time you meet a person that wants spicy stuff, they're always like... That's lame. Like they're in a desert. <laughs> like they're they, if they find something that's actually spicy, they're like, oh my God, oh my God. I must have all of it. Right. So yeah, it's so. it's it's kind of funny to spot them, you know? Yeah. And, and, it's, <laughs> and I can relate, okay? Because I'm the guy that is... I my tolerance is like medium spicy. He's lame. He's from it, the south and yeah. does not do spice. So no, I'm I do, from New York and I love spice. The reality, objective reality is, <laughs> I do medium spice and uh, and carrot eat, carrot eats fire. <laughs> if if it's not 
If it can't like burn through a steel door, she's not even going to pay attention to it. So there's a difference. <laughs> there's like too spicy where you can't actually taste the food and it's like, oh my God, I can't taste my mouth or my hair or anything. <laughs> like everything is gross right now. But then there's that nice, this is nice. My sinuses are getting cleaned out. I feel good. This is good kind of spice like that's what you want to go for you don't want so hot where you can't deal with life but it's subjective because what what kara considers normal <laughs> that's true that, most I mean, of the state of maine would be like oh my god yeah, yeah so, so like when we had the food truck i did a habanero um like a sauce like a it was a sauce. You had like but, several sauces. No, yeah, it was a sauce, but it was, um, I called it veo. So it was like vegan mayo. So I did a habanero veo. And most people were like, mm, I don't think so. But then you had the occasional people who were like, I want it hotter. I'm like, all right, I'll do habanero. And habaneros are hot for Maine. Because that's all you can really get in Maine. That's the hottest. You can't get much hotter up here, sadly. Unless I grow up myself, which I haven't had much luck with. But We should do a future episode just on jobs that we've had. <clears throat> because Kara has some restaurant stories involving spice that you oh should Oh my hear. gosh, yeah. So Lazy Boy Saloon, here we come. We'll, we'll <laughs> save that for another episode. But there are stories that you should hear. I worked with a lot of Mexicans, so there you go. When, when she says that, they like a lot of spice, and she <laughs> considered all of that to be normal. Yeah. So that's her world. She's and like, then you get customers who are like, I want it spicier. Right. Oh, no, they don't. <laughs> right. So then, so she's accustomed to like fire being just like the normal thing. And and I'm over here going, that's too much. And she's like, you're weak. If you smell it <laughs> and it like... It singes your nostril hairs. Oh my god, that's the best. <laughs> See, that sounds terrible to me. That's just... I love it. I love it. So the perspective is different, right? <laughs> I'm trying to train up. I'm trying to eat like yeah, more spicy but stuff. I've but... given up on him. Let's be yeah, honest. she's it's not really. It's been like 12 years. I've... Yeah. No, it's over. Yeah. No, I, I can I can work on it. We've been married over. I don't even know. It's it's a long time. We've been together for a long time. We've been married for not long enough. Not long enough. <laughs> but yeah, I've given up on the heat with him. So, so I basically yeah, if it singes your nostril hairs, that is like oh my gosh, yes. So basically, if she pushes my <laughs> limit, where I'm like, wow, this is really spicy. I did like banana if, peppers with him, she, and he was just like, this is really spicy. I'm yeah. like, so no. when, I, when I'm like at my limit going, this is a lot, I'm not sure if we should do this. For her, that's like medium. Yeah. Like when I'm at my limit, she's at medium. Jalapenos so nothing. being with me means that she's kind of stuck yeah. at medium spice. And my like my tolerance has gone down because of being oh, with yeah. him. So. Yeah. Oh my God. I had, a, I had a co-worker from India that had... Her son was born in America and grew up on American food. And when when her mother-in-law called, she was like, oh, my goodness, we got to act proper, right? Her son was not really into spicy food. And it was a problem because Indian food is, like, really spicy. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, I love Indian food. And it, was, and it was a whole thing because... Like, her children were, like, unable to go to the, like, volcanic fire level that is normal. <laughs> like, like, like I would I would identify with their son, basically. It's a shame. Like, Indian-born people in India can tolerate all the heat. And then... It's if, like a superpower. If you come to America <laughs> and you have kids and then they're like, I can't eat that. That's too spicy. It's just, it's just a shame because Indian... Cuisine is like the most amazing stuff ever. The the sad thing <laughs> about it is I think I think it's pretty easy to go from Indian food to American food to go less spicy. Mm. It's more difficult to go from not spicy to spicy. 
They can, like, Indians can come to a, <laughs> oh, exactly. So Indians can come to America and like lose their ability to eat like hot stuff. Yeah. But it's, it's more difficult for Americans to go to India and go. Oh yeah, like, they can't tolerate. Crap. Yeah, yeah, and then and then all the all the Indians around are like, wow, what is with this dude? And then they complain, <laughs> oh, your food's too spicy. No, it's just good. Oh, so we we should do food episodes. We really should. we should, but we didn't even discuss small business. We'll get stuff. there in a second. But basically, the takeaway from our discussion we just had is that Mexican food is awesome, Indian food is awesome, and Thai food is awesome, and Thai food is awesome because those are the, like the three spiciest foods out there. And I love them too, but sometimes I gotta like hold on to get through it. So, <laughs> all right, so let let's uh. Touch on touch on some of the frustrations. This, yeah, the frustrations of small business. This is another. Dublin is coughing. Sorry, seventeen-year-old pug. Give him a break. He's having some issues today. Weather is not favorable favorable to him as it is me today. I've been a the mess. weather. The weather's back and forth all over the place, and and we've been a mess. Yeah. So her allergies are crazy. Everything's crazy. Okay, so small business, not quarries, but miseries. <laughs> we'll go with miseries. I think that's the appropriate term. Another editor's note, we kind of rambled on for a while and did a bunch of local details. It wouldn't make sense to anybody else. The long and short of it is we want to have a presence in more towns and there's people that want our stuff, but we can't just deliver for a small order. So we have to reach a critical mass of orders in order to justify driving somewhere. Um, and it's tough to work that stuff out. Anyway, back to the show. You got to remember that the people running businesses around you are trying to run a business and make a living. And if you're way out there, you might have to pay for shipping or you might have to go to them. Yeah, it's not easy, especially most people have to work a couple jobs to make ends meet. So, And remember, every, every mom-and-pop small business in the 21st century, 2023, typically one person has a regular day job with health insurance and the other person runs the business. And running a business, it requires a ridiculous number of hours. Kara works more hours than I do. I mean, I know my paycheck pays a lot of the bills right now, but that's because it's a regular job. She's trying to build a business. She gets up earlier. She works longer. She works harder. But anyway, as we're recording this, we're over an hour, so we should probably sum up. Yeah, it's getting emotional and depressing and overwhelming. We'll we'll be better (laughs) next time, I promise. Okay, so have a good whatever you're doing. Bye.